Howdy, and welcome to the ABI 1.0 Podcast. I'm your host, Terry Thompson. This episode, we're going to discuss Tesla, and I'm not talking about the electric car company owned by Elon Musk, nor am I talking about the hair rock band. You know, that's a good song. I'm talking about the man himself, Nikola Tesla. What kind of man really was he? I mean, I've heard stories about him, and I just, I want to see if they're all true, or it was just made up him and Thomas Edison had a little parking lot fight there between DC and AC when that occurred Uh, we'll get into all this when I get back how about that we're not in a rush to be most popular not in a rush not to be If it's for you, you'll know. Ah, thank you. Wild turkey. It'll find you. I am a United States sailor. I will support and defend the Constitution of the United States of America. And I will obey the orders of those appointed over me. I represent the fighting spirit of the Navy and those who have gone before me. To defend freedom and democracy around the world. I proudly serve my country's Navy combat team. With honor, courage, and commitment. I am committed to excellence and the fair treatment of all. We are America's Navy. At ABI One, O Podcast, we enjoy hearing from you, our listeners, be it through email, voicemail, or comments through our Facebook page. Feel free to comment on past shows or recommend a topic for future ones. Okay, I guess uh, we start at the beginning. Let's find out about Nikola Tesla. Let's find out about this dude. It says here in Wikipedia that Nikola Tesla was a Serbian-American inventor, electrical engineer, mechanical engineer, and futurist best known for his contributions to the design of the modern alternating current electricity supply system. Nikola Milutinov Tesla was born in the small rural village of Smiljan in what is now modern-day Croatia. He was born at the stroke of midnight on July 10, 1856, during an electrical storm, a prophetic beginning for the child who is to be known as the father of electricity. This power grid is a modern wonder, painstakingly built over a century by connecting a complex network of power plants and transformers using more than 450,000 miles of high voltage transmission lines. The actual electricity comes from places like this. 
This is Niagara Falls and the location of the largest hydroelectric power plant on the East Coast. The hum that we're hearing right now is literally the sound of power, 115,000 volts. The technology that makes all this possible wouldn't exist without the rebel genius of Nikola Tesla. It's just amazing from a history standpoint. Tesla helped create the foundation of our electrical grid. Nikola Tesla's incredible career began in 1884 after he boarded a ship to the United States. Tesla arrived on the ship with four cents in his pocket and a bundle of clothing. Shortly after arriving here, he goes to see Thomas Edison. Edison, perhaps one of the most famous inventors in the world at the time, gave the young inventor his first job in his new home. Tesla was 28 years old. He walked into an America that was in a golden age of expansion and optimism. Despite the industrial boom, once the sun went down, the world was lit by candles and lanterns. Thomas Edison had just invented the first commercially available electric light bulb. But there was no system for delivering electricity to the masses. Edison's solution was DC power, or direct current. He imagined this current would be wired into every home in America and light his electric lamps. The idea was initially to make a power plant every block or two and then to send power out. But his innovation had serious problems. The DC power generators were fragile and prone to break down. Edison took the problem to his newly hired scientist, Nikola Tesla. Edison immediately gives him a challenge. I have all these generators failing all over the city. Nobody can fix them. So you do it. If you do it, I'll give you a $50,000 bonus. It seemed like an insolvable problem. But the rookie inventor attacked it with the mind of a seasoned genius. Tesla goes out for a couple of months, works on all those generators, gets them all fixed, says, I've done exactly what you asked, and I need that 50,000. Edison says, I don't think you understand the American sense of humor. That 50,000 was just a little joke. What? 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 I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not gonna take this anymore! That's all I can stand! I can't stand no more! Take this job and shove it! I ain't working here no more! You've probably heard somebody say it one time or another, or probably you voted it yourself. I'd rather dig ditches than work for this place. Well, I think that came initially from uh, Tesla. He'd had it. After that, after that debacle, he had it, and uh, he wanted to strike out on his own. So he went and dug ditches, dug graves to make enough money. That's pretty commendable. It wasn't just that he felt cheated by Edison. He felt soiled by Edison's greed. Seeing the problems of DC power distribution inspired Tesla to come up with a better solution of his own. For years, he had thought that alternating current, or AC, was a better method. Edison's direct current travels through a power line in a single direction at a constant voltage. By contrast, Tesla's alternating current periodically changes direction and can vary voltage. And Edison's design had one critical flaw that will only go about three quarters of a mile to a mile before it fades out entirely. AC has no such limitations. It can run at higher voltages, allowing it to be transmitted for hundreds of miles without losing power. There's been a lot of development since Tesla's time, but overall, we use the same theory of harnessing electrical power. It's amazing to see the evolution. But at the time, what Tesla envisioned 
was considered impossible by mainstream science. Tesla's rebellious streak came in rebelling against the whole of established science at the time. It was thought that there was no way to harness alternating current and ever make it practicable. After years of struggle and hard work, Tesla's AC solution finally caught the attention of a wealthy investor. George Westinghouse, who was already a millionaire because he invented air brakes on trains, goes to Tesla and he says, alternating current, huh? That sounds good. Westinghouse's plan was simple. Make an alliance with Nikola Tesla and his AC power. And so began what the press called the war of the currents between Tesla's AC power and Edison's DC. And now, for the thousands in attendance and the millions watching around the world. Ladies and gentlemen, In 1893, the deciding blow in the War of the Currents was delivered by Tesla when his AC power system made its international debut. It was Thomas Edison's worst nightmare. Everybody assumed that Edison would get the contract to wire it into power the first World's Fair powered by electricity. And to everyone's surprise, Westinghouse, using Tesla's patents, won the contract. And I think to really appreciate how important that moment was, you have to think back to what it was like at that time. The only way to light your home was with a candle or with a gas lamp. So you come to the World's Fair and flash, I mean, literally 100,000 light bulbs lit up. I mean, nothing like this had ever been seen before. It was truly transformational. By the time Thomas Edison returned from the 1893 Chicago World's Fair, he was in a rage. I think it must be noted about Thomas Edison, he liked to win. And he liked to win at any cost. 1888, in a lab in West Orange, New Jersey, Thomas Edison, is funding the creation of an electric killing device to replace hanging. It will be powered by AC generators secretly purchased from arch-rival George Westinghouse. Edison's hope? To forever link the AC brand with death and horror. The true history of the electric chair is incredibly creepy from a modern perspective. It was all about a battle between two different competing electrical systems. Westinghouse's AC and Thomas Edison's DC. To distance himself from the project, Edison employs a self-taught electrician called Harold Brown. Brown wires the portable AC generators up to a series of electrodes to attach to the flesh and a switch to start and stop the flow of electricity. Now he needs to know how much electricity is required to kill a living subject. One of the genuinely disturbing things about the electric chair is there was no real way to test it without testing that on animals. He starts on dogs and works his way up to horses. The machine works. But Brown faces a problem clearly visible in this shocking footage shot by Edison's film company. 
A circus elephant called Topsy is publicly executed for trampling her trainer to death. Electrodes attached directly to the body deliver a 6,000 volt charge that cooks the flesh. In addition to executing animals, Edison promoted the idea of an AC-powered electric chair to provoke fear about the dangers of Tesla's AC current. But the campaign of terror could not derail the brilliance of Tesla's work. Undeterred and in possession of the superior technology, Westinghouse and Tesla set out to light America. To do that, they needed a power source, and Tesla had an audacious one in mind. He wanted to harness the power of Niagara Falls and ship it south to Buffalo, New York. What they essentially did was carve 100-foot vertical shafts in the rocks for water to fall down and spin turbine blades and create electricity. He started with 8 million volts there, which at the time was considered astounding. The plant opened on August 25, 1895, and provided power until it was shut down in 1961 to make room for its successor just a few miles down the river. But the basic solutions Tesla came up with are still in use today. It was in Niagara Falls. Niagara Falls! Slowly I turned, and step by step, inch by inch, I walked up to him and I smashed him. I knocked him to pieces and I knocked him down. I bet the establishment of a power plant there on Niagara Falls really chapped Thomas Edison. Yeah. Well, let's lighten this up a little bit. What do you say? Well, let's get into the social circles that Tesla was in and uh, some interesting lighter experiments that he performed when I return. I am a United States sailor. I will support and defend the Constitution of the United States of America. And I will obey the orders of those appointed over me. I represent the fighting spirit of the Navy and those who have gone before me. To defend freedom and democracy around the world. I proudly serve my country's Navy combat team. With honor, courage, and commitment. I am committed to excellence and the fair treatment of all. We are America's Navy. So I'm back here in Kentucky at the Wild Turkey Distillery. And I want to let you in on a little something. The folks here and I have created a new small batch burger, Wild Turkey Long Branch, refined with Texas mesquite charcoal for smoky sweetness. It is my favorite bourbon on the planet. Wild Turkey Long Branch. Real bourbon, no apologies. Once upon a time, the great genius inventor Nikola Tesla made the world-famous writer Mark Twain shit himself. In that craptastic moment of American history, among the bodily product of the great man's loosened bowels, 
we find a lesson about humanity. And if we actually take the time to learn from Twain's stains, we might just be able to save ourselves. I know it sounds ridiculous, but like gum on the bottom of one shoe, stick with me. I promise there's wisdom, Tesla wisdom to be found in the soiled white suit of the man who invented American literature. New York City, 1890. Nikola Tesla and Samuel Clemens, a.k.a. Mark Twain, were good pals. Did Nikola Tesla cure Mark Twain's constipation? They were known to get into their share of trouble after a night out at the Gentleman's Club. Twain lived just a few blocks from Tesla's laboratory at 35 South 5th Avenue. He was known to visit Tesla's lab. One of their more famous escapades, a.k.a. <clears throat> experiments, involved Nikola Tesla's earthquake machine. It supposedly shook his building and nearly brought down its walls. It was a high-frequency oscillator that was powerful, but not enough to destroy his lab. A piston set underneath a platform shook violently as it moved. We are to wild and crazy When Mark Twain complained to his friend of chronic digestive problems, Tesla reasoned that vibration could cure constipation. Twain was a trusting friend who was always up for a good time. He stood on the oscillator's platform. Tesla flipped the switch. Reportedly less than two minutes passed, and Mark Twain jumped from the gizmo and ran to the toilet, yelling, Where's the water closet? Did you know that Tesla filed his own basic radio patent applications in 1897? They were granted in 1900. Marconi's first patent application in America, filed on November 10, 1900, was turned down. Marconi's revised applications over the next three years were repeatedly rejected because of the priority of Tesla and other inventors. Tesla's number of inventions and patents runs into the thousands, but few, if any, actually paid off big for him. He did manage to live comfortably for years in New York City hotels from his royalties and occasional funding for research by a stream of rich benefactors. In general, Tesla was just too distracted by his active mind to patent or otherwise protect everything he invented. And that is more or less why he never did get credit for inventing radio, despite the fact he did patent it in the U.S. the same year that Marconi got his first British patents. Tesla was very good at getting press coverage for his work, but Marconi came along and captured all the glory and credit before Tesla realized what was going on. Tesla had a gambling problem. Tesla's father was furious about his gambling obsession, while his mother understood its place in Tesla's development as a human being. Tesla would frequently lose all of his money to card gambling, and one time when Tesla was in a depressive pit, having lost all his money and unable to play cards, his mother gave him a roll of bills to use for gambling. She told him, go and enjoy yourself. The sooner you lose all we possess, the better it will be. I know that you will get over it. It worked. 
Tesla conquered his gambling compulsion at that moment and never had a single desire to gamble again. Tesla also smoked excessively for a short period, which he claims threatened to ruin his health. He quit this as well when he realized it had the potential to destroy him. And our friend Nicola was uh, very diet conscious. Well, what were the most important ingredients of Tesla's diet? He drank a lot of milk and water and took care of his stomach. Why overburden the bodies that serve us, he asked. I eat but two meals a day and I avoid all acid producing foods. You see, in his view, acidity was by far the worst enemy to fight off in old age. As for exercise, the inventor used to walk a little over 10 miles per day and took hot baths followed by cold showers. Both activities maintained the body at a level of activity above what is acceptable and necessary. Sometimes you feel like a nut. Sometimes you don't. And our boy Tesla had his share of phobias as well. Tesla had obsessive compulsive disorder, which compelled him to do things in threes, including only inhabiting a hotel room that was divisible by the number three. He had an obsession with pigeons that we'll get into uh, in episode two, and an aversion to women wearing earrings, contributing to his reputation as an eccentric. As a matter of fact, pearls and fruit drove him nuts. When his secretary wore pearl jewelry, he walked past and started to gag as if he was going to throw up. Later, he sent her home for the day. No one knows why he had such an aversion, but Tesla had a very particular sense of style and aesthetics and believed that in order to be successful, one needed to look successful. Go figure. This is our home, full of fun in the sun and in the water, but we need your help to keep our bayfront clean. Nature has its way of recycling water. It evaporates and comes back in the form of rain. It filters through the soil into water tables. Without thinking, people contaminate nature's cycle by dumping unwanted chemicals in the storm drain. Things like grass clippings, fertilizer, paint, and oil from your car are not meant to be washed out into the curb and into the street because they keep the city stormwater drainage system from working properly. Ultimately, they contaminate our ocean, bays, and groundwater. Remember, clean bays start at home, so do your part to keep things running smoothly and keeping things out of the gutter to help keep our city beautiful. Only rain down the storm drain. Another friend of Tesla was patent attorney Leonard E. Curtis, who invited him to Colorado with the promise of free land and electricity. But why Colorado Springs? Well, Tesla was fascinated with lightning and wanted to see much of it for his experiments. So the Tesla Experimental Station was established in Colorado Springs, Colorado, built in 1899 by inventor Nikola Tesla and for his study of the use of high-voltage, high-frequency electricity in wireless power transmission. 
In May 1899, Tesla moved to Colorado Springs to work on the high-frequency, high-voltage experiments for which he became best known. Using vast Tesla coils, he created artificial lightning, discharging millions of volts of electricity up to 135 feet, and understandably, it caused quite a stir in the surrounding area. According to reports from the time, the electrical discharge sounded like a huge thunderclap, which could be heard 15 miles away. And people claimed to have seen huge flashes and sparks of light coming from Tesla's laboratory high on a hill. It was crude and it was dramatic, but Tesla had created working wireless electricity. Colorado Springs, Tesla felt he had the opportunity to really develop the magnifying transmitter, the equipment to produce huge voltage, high frequency electricity. This was all a development he expected to take forward into the wireless transmission of electricity. And he carried out experiments there uh, that did enable the wireless transmission of electricity. He set up a field of light bulbs, uh, just light bulbs not connected to anything, just stuck in the ground. And the power of the, of the induction that, that was coming out of his coils actually lit these, these lights in the darkness. That's a pretty cool trick. It's a great trick. Even today, that would be impressive. It would be. It would be. So he was proving that it was possible to transmit electricity wirelessly. Yes, through, through electromagnetic induction. I mean, that has a die-off in the sense that he was only doing it to a certain extent and then the question comes what happens when you try and do that across a huge area well in his case he uh he did he, he try and do that well he he did it across a large area pretty large area and horses started to skip about because their their horseshoes were actually starting to react with the ground right. so it was, it was not entirely safe so he, he caused quite a stir then in the he town. caused a huge stir the, the the great thing for him at colorado springs was that he had unlimited amounts of electricity. That's why he went there, in fact. He had a deal with the local power source. Uh, unfortunately, he blew up the power station at least once. On January the 7th, 1900, Tesla made his final entry into his journal while in Colorado Springs. In 1904, Tesla was sued for unpaid bills in Colorado Springs. His lab was torn down in that year and its contents were sold two years later in an auction at the courthouse to satisfy his debts. He abandoned Colorado Springs and returned to New York in January of 1900. He left behind unpaid bills, an unhappy caretaker, and the public's endless fascination with him. You would think with his fame and notoriety that he would be uh, attending lots of important functions, meeting important people, you know, hanging out at parties, that sort of deal. No, not our Nikola, not our Nikola Tesla. He had his own strict views on that sort of thing. Be alone. That is the secret of invention. Be alone. That is when ideas are born. Speaking of ideas, I've got a strong idea that this is going to turn into a second episode. After all, we are talking of uh, Nikola Tesla. Wow. And multifaceted, and there's a lot of fringe to his story. And like a good shag carpet, that just kind of dates me. 
Uh, you, you have to be careful not of just the static electricity, but the fringe. Yeah. Do they even make shag carpet any longer? I, I don't know. Well, until next episode, this is Terry Thompson. This is the ABI 1.0 podcast. Don't go sticking any forks in any outlets to test these Tesla theories, please. Until then, see ya.